Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Drunk Gossip. Um, I'm coming to you live, of course, from the Drunk Gossip Studios um, here in rainy and chilly New York City. Um, today, I want to do an update episode, so I figured what better way to update than to have some Sprite and vodka. Yes, it's my go-to drink right now because broke. Um... You'll also hear in my voice, um, it is a little low, I'm sorry about that, there's nothing I can really do, it's the changing weather, um, I'm gonna try not to cough during this podcast, so let's all cross our fingers, um, yeah, and let's get into it, um, so, this whole feud between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall is just the the gift that keeps on giving, you know, there have been, for months now, there have been, you know, she said, she said stories, and, oh, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis were mean girls to Kim Control, but no, Kim Control was a diva. It makes for really fascinating gossip, and it makes for really, really fascinating um, storytelling, especially as I'm writing this companion book, it's also very exhausting because just when I think I'm almost done, there's a new chapter that's opened up. So this this latest latest chapter and the ongoing feud between these two is that there's no feud. Sarah Jessica Parker did an interview with Vulture, and. Like beating a dead horse, she kept going back to no, no catfight. It was like Donald Trump if he were on the set of Sex in the City. It, and, and he was allowed to tweet about it. it he, she keeps going back to, there was no catfight. I respected everyone. We all hung out together. That's obviously a lie, because at the Emmys, um, in 2006, I think, it is very, very obvious that, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis are all hanging out together, and Kim Control is on her own. There's multiple stories, um, all conflicting that, um... You know, it could have been the Mean Girl click. It could have been Control being a diva. No one really knows except for those four. Um, But you can't convince me that, oh, we're all buddy-buddy, when you can't even get along at the Emmys for the final season of your damn show. And now Sarah Jessica Parker is pulling out the, oh, well, we're really sad that we don't get to do Sex in the City 3, but, you know, it's her right to say no. Here is the thing, okay? Let's get this very clear. Sex and the City 3 probably wasn't going to happen anytime soon anyways because Cynthia Nixon is running for governor of New York. Yes, Kim Control probably set that in motion by saying that she didn't want to do it, but then Sarah Jessica Parker went on Ellen and said, hey... We're going to get Sharon Stone to play. 
Now, that's a very interesting thing, and I was thinking about it, and as I was writing, or working on a companion book, I was like, why Sharon Stone? Like, that's so oddly specific. Like, you could have gone with Jennifer Hudson, like, we're gonna bring her back, um, you know, we're gonna make Stanford one of the girls, we're gonna, you know, just anything, but you went for Sharon Stone, and I think, and I gotta dig into the archives of the gossip world, and see if I can and find this. But I think there was some sort of feud between Sharon Stone and Kim Cattrall at one point, And that's why Sarah Jessica Parker chose her. So it was like... And if that's the case, then this whole goody-goody, you know, no cat fight... is a freaking lie. Because guess what? You don't bring on somebody's rival who you're friends with, who you created this experience with. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna keep obviously updating this um, as time goes on, but that is where this story is for right now. Alright guys, I'm back. Um, and we're gonna talk about Alice and Mac. That was a really, really um, Surprise rhyme. Um, so, yes, sir, or the last episode we talked about Alice Mack and, you know, her role in Nexum and how she married her former co-star Nikki Klon, or not co-star, I'm sorry, how she married um, Nikki Klein, who is also an actress, um, and left acting to work for Nexum full-time. And, I mean, it, the story is just so twisted, and, like, there's so many twists and turns. Um, but I'm hearing a couple of things now. Um, there's there's some rumblings. Um, the major development here is that Allison Mack is allegedly ready to turn on the cult leader and founder. Um, you know, I always see his name, and I always forget it. It's Keith something or another. Um, and she's trying to broker a deal... Right now with the feds. Um, and I think as a, like a good faith move. She was granted a five million dollar um, bail. So she's out. Um, I'm, I would hope. That they're tailing her to make sure she's not recruiting more young women into this cult. Before she disappears. Um, but I don't know. Um. This, this is one of those stories where even I won't touch it. Like, you know, we'll talk about it. I'll write about it on the blog when it launches. But, like, as far as writing a book, you need to... I mean, true crime is very, very fascinating. I'm, I'm working on a couple of true crime stories right now myself. But it's also very... The audience is very finicky about what they'll accept... Which they should be, but, um, this is one of those where you really have to be a, a, a I don't want to say a storyteller because clearly I'm a storyteller, um, but you have to be well-versed, first of all, in the, in, in the actual story, and it, since it's still unfolding, no one's well-versed, um, but you also have to kind of get inside the mind of a cult um 
leader, and that scares me a little. Um, you know, with with Trump in charge, um, there's been a lot of talk about this whole thing called the personal, the cult of personality. Um, Ryan Murphy built a whole season of American Horror Story around it. And basically, it's not necessarily like, oh, we're all in a cult. It's more like, oh, you say the right buzzwords. Oh, you, you know, whatever. And that's how people start, like, jumping ship. You know, um, and again, I'm not saying Donald Trump is a cult leader, but if you look at him, he went from joke of a candidate to winning an election that no Republican had a chance of winning. Um, you know, and just putting aside the Russia stuff for right now, let's... Because even if Russia did interfere, he still had millions upon millions of people voting for him. Yes, he lost a popular vote. Yes, there's a chance that he could have lost the Electoral College because of the Russians. But that doesn't change the fact that tens of millions of people voted for him and it wasn't all because they all these people hated Hillary Clinton um and I think it's the same thing with Allison Mack like you know um tying it back in you um Allison Mack um from all for all intents and purposes it's a very charming woman and she probably is very easily um or she can very easily get women into this. Um, and I just re- remembered she was also allegedly trying to lure Emma Watson and Kelly Clarkson into this cult. Um, she would add them on Twitter um, trying to get them to like meet up with this group. And neither one ever responded to her. And in fact, there is some belief that um she actually was adding the wrong Emma Watson. Like I said, this is a very strange story. I'm going to continue to to follow it just because it's so fascinating and probably going to be one of the biggest gossip stories of the year. And you know what else is going to be the biggest gossip story of the year? Me getting some more Sprite and Vodka and coming right back. Okay, so I'm back. This is not exactly an update per se, um, but it's a story I've been following since last week. Um, I didn't really talk about it in the last episode because I didn't have anything concrete, just some suspicions. Um, but now this is really rocking the TV world. Lethal Weapon could be canceled after, um, two seasons or three seasons. After two seasons, they were going to go on to the third. The third season was supposed to be a slam dunk, even though... <coughs> Oh, sorry. Um, no cough-free podcast today. Um, anyways, it was supposed to be a slam dunk because, um, you know, even though the ratings had fallen a little, it was still a really buzzy show. Um, and even though it comes from an outside studio, Fox is the network that it airs on, of course. Um, and it comes from Warner Brothers, it was still fairly um, inexpensive for Fox. And Warner Brothers was making a ton of money on it overseas. So last week in 
his weekly column, Ask Asiello. Michael Asiello wrote a blind item at the end of it, end of the column, saying basically that the show was going, could be canceled because of the bad behavior of one of the actors. Now, everyone was guessing, like, blind spot and, um, um, the blacklist. No one really guesses because from, for, from all accounts, it really seemed like David Williams and, uh, Clayne Crawford got along. That's not the case. Clayne Crawford, um, it, it was revealed by Deadline that Clayne Crawford has been punished, or not punished, but reprimanded or t- and talked to twice for bad onset behavior. Um, the first time came when there was a guest director, and Clayne was like, basically, don't tell me what to do. I know how to act. Um, and it, I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, he looks like a really nice guy, or I've worked with him and he, he was fine. But fame really does go to your head, and when you're on a hit show, I really think it messes with you. Um, and that that incident was so bad that the studio said, hey, you have to give some money over to the director. And the director um, filmed the second episode and never worked for the show again. Just literally would not go back. Um, and then there was another onset where, um, onset occurrence where Clayne was the director, and because of Damon Wayans, um, and I don't want to get into the fight about whether Damon Wayans is a big, big name, clearly he was big enough to, um, not only land the role, but actually get the series to TV, um, and he was a big enough name to keep the audience tuning in. You know, some people might say, well, it was that he... But we've seen revivals and reboots crash and burn without the right stars attached. Um, so, Damon Wayans definitely had... Has enough star clout. Anyways, so... Damon Wayans doesn't want to do table reads, which is not unusual for a drama, but it does make it a little bit harder. Um, so they were they were filming, and there was a scene that Damon Wayans was doing, and he almost got injured. And he he went to Clayton, and he's like, look, dude, like, I've already been injured once, I don't want to be injured again. Yada yada yada, and Clayton basically told him to mind his place that he's in charge of the set. Um, that didn't go over well with Wayans, and um, what had once been kind of like a buddy buddy thing, where which was sold on the screen, turned into a really frosty, nasty relationship where the two stars don't even speak to one another. Um, and and that's a problem, you know. Um. I will be right back with more of this story. Give me one second. Okay, I'm back. So, uh, we were talking about... Um, Damon Wayans and Clayne Crawford's frosty relationship where they don't even speak to one another. They won't go on um, press tours together. They have to be separated. Um, 
they don't speak to one another unless they're on camera. And this is where I have to say, like, I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh my god, they're, they're friends on screen, so they have to be friends in real life, and blah, 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 blah. No. They're, at the end of the day, they are still co-workers. And unless you are besties with all of your co-workers, you have to understand that just because you're on a TV show, just because you're a celebrity, does not mean that you're not a person. You're not going to like everyone that you work with. Um... And and they seem fine. They seem like, okay, you know, we can make this work. Whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, but something, something triggered. And now Fox and Warner Brothers are trying to decide if they're going to cancel the show or if they're going to recast the role. Um, right now, both are leaning towards recasting, there is some talk that um, if, if they go with a recast or bring in a new star, they want it to be a female for a, um, a, a female-male buddy comedy type thing. Um, and there's been some names bandied about, but none of them really seem to be sticking um, I for a minute they wanted Gabrielle Union, but she is attached to a new um, Bad Boy spinoff for NBC. Um, there, there was some talk that you know maybe a higher caliber younger actress uh, like Kristen Kruick from Smallville and the infamous Nexum, but she's also attached to a new show. Um, they were Lucy Hale is attached because um, they were talking about some pretty little liars so right now it's kind of like just kind of um, treading water to see what happens um, for his part Clayne went on Instagram admitted to the bad behavior and is apologizing but the way he did it was kind of like yeah this was bad but you know I'm very passionate and, you know, people just have to understand that. No, people don't have to understand that. You need to not behave badly. And that's the only thing. Now, the, there are writers, there are um, crew members, um, directors, extras. You know, none of these groups make a ton of money. They make enough to live, of course. Um... But, you know, like I've been working on getting into the WGA. And while the salary is okay, you know, you can live. We're not making the millions and millions of dollars that these, these TV stars are. You know, and some people will say, well, that's, that's fair because you're not selling a show. Without good writing, you have no show. So it's kind of like one of those, mm, and I think also complicating this because, um, ba- okay, so everyone knows that Disney's trying to buy Fox. So what this will mean, um, is Fox will no longer have a TV production studio. And I can hear you asking, like, why that matters. The reason that matters is 
a very, very simple reason. Without their own TV studio, they have to buy from outside outlets. And, um, so that means, you know, they're not going to own their shows anymore, and they're going to want cheaper shows made. So there's talk of them going back to, um, the reality shows from the 90s, um, there was talk of them possibly, um, keeping some scripted shows, but on a very cheap schedule. With Lethal Weapon, it is fairly cheap to produce, but will the ratings continue to justify keeping it on, or did Klain just get 300 people fired because he wanted to act like a diva? I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Um, This is normally a segment where we do, like, a blind item or something, but... Um, since this is kind of an update episode, I wanted to update you guys on a couple of things. Um, the, the blog is coming along nicely. Um, I don't have an exact launch date yet. Um, I'm hoping within the next few weeks. I know I've been saying that, um, there was some issues that had to be resolved. Now that they're resolved, um, we're moving along again. So, I'm super excited to launch a blog. Yes, the, there will still be a podcast. Um, you'll still be able to listen to it on Anchor, iTunes, Google, or whatever platform you listen to it on now. Um, the reason why I'm bringing this up is just because I do want you to know that there, the blog will be there. Um, but I've made the conscious decision, um, which and I may change my mind later, but... This, um, stories that are on the podcast will not be on the blog. Like, I'll make a mention of it, or if there's, like, an update or something, I'll do that. But I think it's better to keep, um, the stories separated out. Um, as I mentioned in, um, this Sarah Jessica Parker segment, I am working on... The Kim Control Sarah Parker feud book. Um, the first draft is just about done. Um, so I'm going to send it off to the editor probably next week. And the release could happen as soon as May. Uh, like May 10th or 11th, depending on how fast my editor gets everything done and I can make the edits. Um, this has been a labor of love. I, it's going to be an exclusive on Amazon. Um, as all my books will be for at least the rest of this year. Um, I'm not making any plans to go wide until next year when I can, um, really do the advertising justice. Um, and along those lines, um, I will be releasing a romance in June and an action thriller in July. I'm not going to release the titles yet. Just because um, they're not quite ready. The romance should be up for pre-sale probably around the same time that the first companion book comes out. Um, the second companion book, since now I kind of have a rhythm and a formula to work with, um, should be coming out. Or it should be worked on fairly soon. And that'll come out later this summer. Um, 
I'm kind of hoping for like a June, July release. Let me rephrase that. A July, August release. Um, of course, the second book will be about the Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump scandal. I don't have any future companion books planned at this point. I'm kind of waiting for a story to grab me. Um, if I do write about the Nexium cult, it will not be a companion book. Um, at least not in the way that the first two are. That'll be more of a true crime book. Um, and now for the really big news. Um, and I, I know not all of you will know this because I've gained new fans through the podcast. Um, but I would like to announce here now that at some point next week, a famed, infamous, wonderful, fantastic Mandy Bates will be joining me for an episode of Drunk Gossip. For those of you who don't know who Mandy is, she was my right-hand woman during my gener- gener- I cannot speak. It's all this vodka. I blame you guys for making me drink. Not really. Um, Mandy was my right-hand woman during my Generation Gossip days. Um, I launched it and recruited her to do a column called Mandy's Musings. The column took off and was just super-duper popular. Um, Before I shut down the email account, um, I was still getting requests for her to write another column. I'm hoping that with Drunk Gossip, she will return. It probably won't be a Mandy's Musings, even though she does own the trademark for that. Um, Because this is not a lifestyle vlog. This is going to be really centered around entertainment. Not entertainment, let me rephrase that. This is really going to be centered around celebrity gossip. Almost exclusively. So... Um, but I'm still going to try to recruit her to do a column for us. Um, and it could be a Mandy's Musings, but maybe more of a, this is what I think of the story. Um, I will talk to her, um, next week when she's here in New York with me. So we can kind of figure it out. Um, until next time, I'm raising my glass. Cheers. Cheers.